the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. I have been following and mostly criticizing the performance of the State Board of Elections for many years. I'm a great student of the Board of Elections. I have had wars with the Board of Elections going back many years. Whenever they do something good, I always tend to praise them. My mom actually works for the uh, Board of Elections, as does one of my closest friends. And I have a lot of friends that work there. But here's the thing that I never understand about any county or city board of elections in this state is they use these vendors that make these massive mistakes and then they keep using these vendors. The latest exhibit in this boondoggle is in Nassau County, where an upstate printer has once again screwed up downstate election materials, this time by mailing registration cards to Nassau County's nearly 1 million voters identifying them all as Democrats. Here was Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman seething Tuesday at a press conference. We're already starting to get phone calls from people saying, I'm a registered Republican. I'm a registered conservative. How come I'm being identified as a Democrat? Who changed my registration? And they're quite upset about it. According to Blakeman, this is not partisanship. It is just incompetence. So the county is investigating what happened. But this week's flub was done by the Rochester-based Phoenix Graphics Company. And it comes two years after the company messed up absentee ballots for 100,000 Brooklynites shortly before the 2020 presidential election, which prompted outrage from voters concerned about whether their votes would count. The mistake also back then extended into Nassau County as well. Well, where nearly 800 people also received botched ballots. Now, I understand mistakes happen. Could happen in any business to anyone. Anyone could do it. My big question, though, is once a vendor, in this case Phoenix Graphics, makes a mistake of that magnitude, screwing up 100,000 absentee ballots, how do you keep using them? and giving them the opportunity to screw up something else. That's what makes no sense to me. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, it is a rare day indeed. The New York State Senate has actually passed legislation that I enthusiastically approve of. I can't remember the last time that happened. On Tuesday, the State Senate okayed a bill that would legalize cameras in courtrooms. Now, this is so important, and this is something I have called for for years, and it's all the more important because we have the much anticipated trial of former President Trump looming possibly in December or January. Now the New York State Assembly still has to pass the proposed legislation and even so trial judges would ultimately decide whether to allow cameras in the courtroom but the legislation would at least allow the possibility and make the argument for them 
easier. I am all for this. And if this passes and the governor signs it, the media would gain the right to bring microphones and cameras into trial and appellate New York state courtrooms with appropriate discretion afforded to judges. This is long overdue. The taxpayers are paying for these courtrooms. We have a right to see what's going on. We need more sunshine. We need more transparency. And this would put New York in the company of a vast majority of states that allow video and audio recording at the discretion of individual judges. So we'll see what the assembly does on this. But even if it passes, that still does not solve the problem that we're seeing at the federal level where cameras are still not allowed in federal courtrooms. I think that ought to change as well. But I think that would probably have to be something that was done by Congress. I have called for cameras in the Trump trial, but all the trials. Obviously, you have to safeguard the identity of witnesses from time to time. But a lot of other states around the country have taken the proper precautions to safeguard the identity of witnesses while still allowing the public to see what's going on in the courtrooms they're paying for. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. One of the mistakes that far too many people make in my life that I encounter, or as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that they tend to treat people who are incarcerated as if they're less than human beings, when the fact of the matter is that people who are in prison are just as much of a person as you are, and they deserve the same kind of human dignity that you do. Did they do something bad? Probably. That's why they're in prison paying their debt to society. However, that doesn't mean they're not entitled to the basics of human dignity. And finally, something in New York State is going to be corrected. As of now, New York prison graveyards must finally include names of the deceased on headstones. For generations, New York State prisoners who died were buried in graveyards just outside prison walls under headstones marked with prisoner identification numbers, but no names. In recognition of the idea that people shouldn't be defined in eternity by their periods of incarceration, state officials recently and quietly changed course. A state directive outlining the correction department's responsibilities when a person dies in custody was updated at the start of the pandemic and mandated that prison Prisoner names be added to all future gravestones, and some prison officials are going a step further, adding plaques with names to the gravestones of people who died decades ago. I think this is long overdue, and I hope every prison in this state will take this step of adding the names to the gravestones of people who have died long ago. One question I think people should be asking is, why are so many people dying in prison in the first place? But I think that requires broader explanation than the time that we have here. People in prison have families, they have husbands, they have wives, they have children, they have loved ones, and those loved ones should be entitled to visit their grave after they're gone and at least see the dignity of a name on that headstone. Way to go, New York State Correction Department. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight.
I do try to listen to 77 WABC as much as I can, at least while I'm awake, because we've got great shows. We have the best talk lineup in the entire country, and uh, I don't think that's me being a homer. That's no exaggeration. But the one show that I absolutely make sure to never miss is Cats and Cosby every day at 5 p.m. It's a great show because they have great newsmakers, they have a great panel, a great diversity of opinion on there, and you really never know what's coming. And that is exactly what happened to me. I was listening to John and Rita interview Lara Trump, and all of a sudden, John brought up an issue that I'd not heard before. We got a major problem. Me and my daughter were in Central Park feeding the squirrels. We <laughs> could, on Sunday, we couldn't find any squirrels. Uh, oh, they, no. they, people were saying to me that the rat poison they put out for the for the rats uh, uh, might be killing the squirrels too. I wonder if there's anything to this because once he mentioned that, I noticed that at least in Manhattan, I've been seeing fewer squirrels as well. I don't feed the squirrels, but I am a squirrel nut. Pardon the pun. And I know my buddy Bernie Getz listens to the show and he takes care of squirrels. Bernie, if you've noticed this, please email me. I'd be curious if this is a real thing. The rat poison causing these squirrels to be scarce, which is maybe an indication that we need to find another approach to fighting these rats. By the way, I want to give John Katzmatidis a lot of credit because he has been leading the fight to save AM radio. We've been talking about this on almost a daily basis. And if you want to be part of the solution to saving AM radio, which is essential in the event of an emergency, then go to wabcradio.com slash save AM radio and sign the petition. That's wabcradio.com slash save AM radio. All of us here at 77 WABC need your support to save AM radio. And by the looks of things, we're getting a little bit closer. Genuine bipartisan support in the halls of Congress. We'll see what happens. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.